Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, everybody. I am Gilly, and I am joined tonight by Smarty. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, you know, could be worse. Mustn't grumble all of that shit. <laughs> Get in there. The Mustn't one. grumble. Um, so, yeah, I think um, this is likely to be quite a short one, I think, in terms of the normal <laughs> Berardi and Cooks that we have. Uh, so this is where we're going to talk about what the fuck went wrong with Stoke. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and then you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. <laughs> I like you look like fucking Brolin, you're a leader in bastard. Like some sort of fucking weird floating head. No. <laughs> you tensel player a bit, innit? I mean, I feel a bit right, dickhead. Nothing spectacular, really. <laughs> Those Certainly words wasn't last night. <laughs> Those we need words to change that introduction. <laughs> we need to change it, don't we? We need to sack. We it have talked about it. <laughs> um, so let, let let's let's ask a question of ourselves now. <laughs> um, is um, how do you feel? Just in general, how do you feel? Are you all right? Regarding Leeds, or just do you actually mean just in <laughs> I mean, general? Um, I mean in general. I mean about Leeds. I mean about the fact that it's it's October, and let's try not to lose our heads too much. Do you know what, mate? I'm absolutely fine. I'm absolutely fine. I don't. I think there's been a quite an overreaction to last night's defeat, and and understandably, you know, it wasn't the best of performances. Let's be honest. But um, I think. I think I've still got that Premier League hangover. I think I've still got that little bit of a, um, well, like I say, hangover from from being relegated from the Premier League. I'm not absolutely 100% desperate to get back there just yet. Um, so that when when we don't see the performances or particularly going our way, I'm not too bothered about it, if I'm honest. I, I might be just be, maybe I'm just cynical, maybe I'm just an idiot, but at this moment in time, I still feel it's quite early in the season. It's a project... Um, Fact, still getting to know the team. Um, that the team's brand new. There's so many benefiting, um, contributing factors. Sorry, there's there's loads of there's, we could go. We, we could literally talk about it for hours, and we have done. That's why we do a podcast because we like to interact with each other. We talk a lot of shit, but I mean, we're going to go into some depth. I'm guessing there's possibly a certain person that's going to get a little bit of stick tonight. <laughs> I'm but I think we have to go into some depth about yes, it. Yes, we will. Definitely. But I think I think there's just been a massive overreaction. I've seen people calling Fark clueless, that he's shit. Um, same for Piro, same for quite a, another few players, understandably. But I just think, generally speaking, I'm absolutely fine. And it's just, these, these results are going to happen. The performances are going to happen. It's nothing to really think over too much, you know. 
we probably deserved to lose the, the game on on the whole because we weren't that good. You know, it's not like we had a belting performance and got shit housed. We just weren't that good on the night. You know. Um, but how are you? How are you feeling? I'll, I'll ask you the same thing. How are you feeling about yeah. everything in life? <clears throat> I mean, I'm I'm all right. It, it's you know, life happens, doesn't it? And uh, but I think you know, in in terms of, I saw a question this morning of a friend of the Podley Fryer um, asking how how everybody were feeling and and whether they'd calmed down or whatever. And I think I'm just you know, when it comes to the football, I'm just a bit zen about things at the moment. I think it's a bit. You know, nobody gets promoted or relegated in October. And, yeah. and and it doesn't matter how many points you've got in October, it matters how many points you've got at the end of the season. And I think there's always going to be a bit of variability. We're, we're in that situation where we have uh, a, a new squad, in effect, um, a squad that's actually in transition where we've got some uh, some players that a lot of people are talking about need to be moved on. Um, yeah. Uh, that Farker speaks highly of, but isn't playing, and we're in that kind of transitional phase. We've got some some young players as well, and while ever you've got young players, and and you're looking at the um, the capability and output, then on a regular basis, you're not going to get that sustained capability coming out every time. And I think because of that, because there's so much context, because you know we came into the um, the season not knowing what our squad were going to be. I think there's a lot of moving parts in this. Um, yeah. I think from, from to to talk in in general about tonight. Unfortunately, we'll have to come onto some detail. Um, looking back, you can think, well, we got that wrong and that wrong and that wrong and that wrong. Ultimately, I think the side that was put out was good enough to do a job against Stoke, and I don't think it mm. did. And I think that's what it comes down to: is um, you know, it's a long old season, and we've got a squad now and. I've been one of those that in the past has been highly critical of our club for not building a squad and not having the, the right players coming in. Um, we've, we, we're in a situation where we do have a squad now. You know, you look at the midfielders that we have and we've got options that we haven't had before. Um, uh, yeah. and, and therefore, he needs, you know, Farkin needs to find a way to use them. And it felt like last night was a bit of the first foray into trying to leverage some of that squad and use utilise some of the players that haven't been used. And, you know, we look at Gruev, a lot of people have been calling for him to play. Now, we'll come on to the actual uh, performance. But on paper, in advance of the game, you're thinking, actually making some changes there, utilising some of the numbers in the squad, that's the right thing to do because it is a long a long old season. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 kind of where I'm, I'm at at the minute. Um, so... Let's 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 start on. <laughs> we can skip around it all we want, but we're going to have to talk about the match. Um, let's take the first half. Um, I think uh, if you um, listen to some of the comments from uh, from their gaffer, uh, Alex Neal, I think um, he, he was right that they were on top in the first half, and the goal just didn't come for them. Did you? No, no, I, I totally agree. Um, to be fair, I only saw the first half an hour of the first half uh, because I fell asleep for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> um, brutally honest with you. Uh, that's uh, quite brave of you after some of the pelters you've had for, for saying before that you not watched the game. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a cup game on it and I came on a Berardi and Coke like, off cuff because no one else could and I openly admitted <laughs> I'd actually seen the game and some geezer on, on Apple or Spotify, I can't remember which one, give me some right shit. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll do it anymore. Um, I've, I've lost it. I've, I can't remember what question was. <laughs> I've gone. So, Alex Neal uh, said that in the first half, oh, they sorry, spent a, lot, the first a long time half, on top, um, but sorry, the goal just didn't come for them. Yeah, I thought, to be fair, they've had a, a couple of decent results. They beat Sunderland. Um, did they beat Preston as well? I think they beat Preston as well of, uh, of of Stoke. You know they've had a couple of decent results against some good teams. You're gonna you're gonna check this now, aren't you? I can see you're busy in a way there. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I know they definitely beat Sunderland. Preston, it might have been Preston, but they've, they've had some they've had some shit results, but that's some, they've had some good results. Alex Neal is a good manager. Um, I know that Bielsa didn't always get the best uh, against against uh, Alex Neal. He knows how to set up against a good pressing team and he's counter-pressing. Their, their pressing yesterday was very, very good. I thought, you know, with a little bit more quality, like you say, their goal didn't come, but with a, a bit more quality, their team could be could be quite dangerous. But, you know, that's that's them. We're, we're not them, fuck them. Um, I think we struggled to get in the game right from the very off. I mean, I expected them 
to kind of come at us for the first initial 20 minutes or so, which we've, we tend to see, uh, you know, in, in most matches now. But then that, that 20 minute period kind of lapsed and, and then I was thinking, right, we're going to have to get into this at some point and we never seemed to get a foothold. We never seemed to get any sort of control. Um, we didn't, you know, we, we can, we can, we can talk about the implementation of other, other players, you know, for me personally, I don't think you should ever change side. That's just how I feel. I understand that squad rotation is important, especially when you've got quite a, you know, a congestion of, of fixtures or whatever, like we have this week, you know, three games in one week, so a hell of a lot of games, but you can always implement changes during the game. If you see a player that might be a bit leggy or whatever, and you want to make, you know, some changes at half time or very early in the second half, any players got should have enough energy to, to get a good half out of them. Um, and I just think that the, the changes that he brought in, Gruev, has, who's never started before, we haven't really seen performance from him. I'm sure the lads at the training centre think he's absolutely brilliant, but we've not seen him. He's had a couple of cameo performances, um, five minutes, ten minutes here and there. Was it, was it enough for him to start? I mean, he's got to start at some point. There's an argument for that, you know, he's got to start at some point, but I just think, you know, that the whole Archie Gray experiment, he seems to have struggled um, for a few weeks, now we're right back, and I just think that we need to put round pegs in round holes at the moment. I thought Nonto and um, Jaden Anthony were ineffective, I don't think they managed to get a good foothold in the game either, Nonto's just been injured, he's come back from injury, understandable. Um, Jaden Anthony was usually quite good off uh, and you sprightful, he just didn't seem to it didn't. It didn't seem to get going, did it? Everything that we were trying to do didn't seem to pay off. Like, and, and it goes with a few of the other attackers. We'd do something good, perhaps maybe you know make a good pass, and then the the, the receiver, whoever that might be, might make a mistake and it'd break down. And it just there was just no flow. The passing was sloppy. We looked a bit, maybe a bit lethargic. You can probably put it down to because it's a midweek game. Um, I just thought, you know, overall, we were just really poor. Uh, and and Stoke took you know good advantage of it. Oh well, <laughs> could have probably done more than take advantage. I mean, you know, if they had a, like, a little bit more quality, like I say, you know, we could have been put to the sword pretty early in the first half. But it swings and roundabouts, like I say. You know, hopefully we can put it to bed relatively quickly and uh, and concentrate on Saturday. But it's a little bit of a tough pill to swallow because literally every single person thought we were going to go down there and absolutely smash them. Until one of our friends in our in one of our groups said, "Oh, put your mortgage on this." I won't name him. <laughs> We're going to absolutely stuff him. I went, "Well, that's me sticking ten quid on Stoke." Then <laughs> I wish I would have done. I didn't, but you know. But yeah, just it was just an all round just bag of shit, wasn't it? Really, we just were at the races, similar to Southampton. You know, hopefully now we can use that as a bit of a springboard and and say, look, you know, this is what can happen if we don't get you know get the selection right. If the players are feeling a little bit lethargic or whatever. It's just one of them. We're going to see more of these performances throughout the season. So, like I said, we're going over this again. But you, I'm not going to. I'm not going to sweat too much about that performance. I don't think. No, that's fair, and um, you you are right. I think we are going to see more of these because it was a very championship game. I think yeah. that's that, that, that's the point. It was a very championship game, and I think, um, uh, you know, in in that in that first half, I think it, it was sloppy. You know, the, the passing wasn't as crisp, crisp as we've seen, but the touch was poor as well. And we've seen those players that have played, all right, grab aside, but we've seen those players play and play well, play well with each other uh, and and uh, be incisive with the passing and the touch and the movement. And I just didn't see it last night. And I think yeah, that, that was probably... Right? No, and I think that was probably one of the one of the most disappointing things is that we know we can do a lot better than that. But I think... Um, yeah, their setup and I I rate Ampadu highly. I didn't think he were very effective last night. Um, but him and Gruev, we spoke before about who we expect to replace whom, and I think um, what we'd said from our four main midfielders, if if we say that's Ampadu, um, Kamara, Gray, and um, uh, Gruev, is we'd mm. we'd kind of expected Gruev to be the replacement for Ampadu and Kamara to be the replacement for for Gray, and and that. Yeah. means Gray and Kamara being a little bit further forward, a little bit more expansive. Now, I didn't really see Ampadu doing that, and that's not Gruev's game. So it, no. it, it, it would a bit strange to see them uh, playing together, especially with Archie Gray on the pitch, especially when you're thinking, well, Shackleton's on the bench, and you know what? He's, he's not somebody that massively pulls up trees, but Farker's spoken highly of him, and he's capable of playing at fullback. So you're thinking, well, he's quick and and um, he can handle anything that Stoke have got on the wings. 
is it not a case actually that you get Shackle, Shackleton in there and put Gray midfield if you're going to play Gray? I, 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 so I think if we look at the team selection, <clears throat> I, I think uh, the number of changes that we made um, can lead to that sort of thing. You know, we, we look o- over our long history Bit of, of a squad imbalance sort of thing. Well, just if you look at o- our history in cups uh, and, and just how abject that's been. And actually, yeah. a lot of us over the time period uh, where that's been the case have been going. Do you know what our our focus has to be promotion, and therefore we're okay with chopping and changing it into cups. But then you go, well, actually, it, um, what you want to do is you you, you want to carry through any um, impetus that you've got from performances in the league, and you don't want to give that away. And that, I think the thing to be cognizant of in, in all of that that we've just said is how difficult it is to be a manager because in hindsight, yeah. dead easy to say. Um, and, and you know, he's, he's got to find the right balance. I felt that, that that balance wasn't quite there because of the number of changes. Um, but really, I think um, that's 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 what it boils down to is um, that it felt disjointed and potentially that was because of so many changes. Um, so I think, you know, in terms of um, the balance of the game, so you... We're asleep for, <laughs> for the last part Only of the, for 15 the first minutes. half. Um, um, yeah, it didn't improve much, is what I'd say. So um, Alex Neil has talked about them being on top through a period in the first half. I felt they were on top right from the start, and that we just did not get mm. out of bed. We did not get going, um, and and that that runs throughout the entire team. I've seen some people today talk about how well Rutter played. I didn't see it. Now a lot of people say that's because I'm biased and I hate him. I don't hate him. I love the fact that recently he's been enjoying his football, um, but he was he was poor, uh, and and I, but I think from one to eleven, you know, Pirot was pretty much anonymous. He he, he, he yeah. did very little. Gruev didn't get in the game. Anthony gave the ball away as much as he got it, um, and, and Willie Nonto was was largely ineffective as well. Uh, but mm. then you look at the back where we've been quite solid and we've had that bit of a base to build from uh, yeah. in 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 the majority of games, maybe not. Most recently, but in, in the majority of games, um, and I felt you know that that Rodon strike partnership wasn't brilliant. I didn't. I, 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 we we speak about Gray, um, and clearly he's not a fullback. Um, and, and but even Byram, who I thought was probably our better performer on the night, was largely anonymous and he was a bit inconsistent. You know, he didn't get involved mm-hmm. in much in terms of attack. Um, so and and that leaves Melier, who got beat by a corner again. So yeah. <laughs> they have a shit way to concede, though. Wouldn't it? it would a shame. It would a shame that really. It is. It yeah. is. And you know, we will come on to that individual. But there were one person whose man did score the goal, um, and he's out. He is. He was playing in in at number nine at that time. But equally, he had three people to pick up. So clearly, there's a balance wrong there as well. So yeah. Um. So you know that that's the first half, and I thought on reflection that we got in at half time quite lucky to be nil nil. And it mm. was a case of I hope they get a rocket up them because they need it, uh, and and I think I saw a lot of that on Twitter as well about right okay something needs to change, changes need to happen, and they need a rocket up them because we need to come out and we need to be flying in the second half, and 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 that was the hope. I will just touch on one thing because I did you did point out that you could see that I'll check in. Um, Stoke's last few games have been Southampton where they lost by one goal, Leicester where they lost by two. Hmm. Sunderland, who have been playing well, where they lost by one, and us where they won by one. So Sunderland, who have been playing well, and the three promoted, uh, three relegated teams from the Premier League, have been their last four games. Now, if you look on balance of the performances, uh, sorry, the results rather than the performances, they looked abject going into that. But when you put hmm. a spin on it, that actually that's one side that's been playing really well that they did beat, uh, and then the three relegated Premiership teams from last season. Actually, maybe that's a little bit unfair because they've had a really difficult run of games. Yeah, they've there, had a so... tough run of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't so... think I've said it before, and on, on, on today, and a couple of the lads that I work with, I said I don't think their league position reflects much on their performances, like you've just alluded to slightly. You know, I think they gave a good, a fairly good account of themselves last night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, we get into half time. It's nil nil. Given what we've seen so far this season. Did you expect any changes at half time? I did, yeah. If I, if I'm honest, I, I have expected him to implement changes a lot earlier than he did. Um, but when he did make the changes, I thought they had um, a, a fairly positive impact. I mean, um, 
<laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> Bam- Bamford um, looked to, to be playing quite well up to that point. He won a penalty. We'll probably you know do that little bit that came after that um, a little <laughs> bit more depth. Um, but no, no, I thought Somerville impacted the game well um, straight from the off. He was he was quite direct. Dan James was fairly aggressive as well. And you know that that I think if we'd have played with that kind of formation with those with those players right from the off. Would have established ourselves more in the game early on, rather than leaving it to the right to the end. Because I think, you know, before the penalty, we were kind of the um, we we were looking to, to to actually do something. It looked more positive. Um, the, the penalty miss definitely gave them a, a boost. And I said, I said in, in in one of the chats, I said that that miss now is going to give them a little bit of a boost. And I think Alex Neal actually did say that you know it gave them a little bit of a lift and it spurred them on. And they shit housed a goal, you know, fair, fair play to him. But, you know, I, I, I did expect him to make the changes a lot sooner, I'll be honest, because of such a lacklustre first half. I definitely thought we should have done it a lot earlier. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, now, I didn't expect him to make changes because I've been looking for him to make changes earlier in the season, earlier in the games, and he's not done that. Now, that's one thing. So I didn't expect him to make changes at half time, but I did expect them by 55 to 60 minutes. If the if the players that he'd picked for the starting eleven hadn't made that change in the second half, and I think that that for me is the most disappointing thing because I think he's spoken before about you don't want to embarrass people. Well, people have got their their own view on that because actually, as a professional footballer, if you're not playing well and you get taken off, is that embarrassing? Maybe, but you you are you supposed to then use that to be better next time? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so so there is that, but but then. Um, a manager wanting to give his players an opportunity to go and make a difference where they've not been quite good enough. I understand, you know, I, I get that. And if he said that to them, go out there and show what you can do. And then it's not working. I expect that within 10, 15 minutes for him to go, do you know what? I've given you an opportunity. It's not working. I'm making the change now. And for me, it definitely wasn't working still. I think it was slightly better just mm. after half time, but it yeah, wasn't good enough. They were pulling up trees and, and they were absolutely ripping it up that, you know, yeah. Not by any any stretch of the imagination, but I think that they they definitely affected it positively. No, 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 no. We, so, we were sorry, better. I, no, I, I am agree. I, I mean, before the changes, I mean after half time and before the changes. Oh, sorry, yeah. we, we were slightly better, but not good enough, and and therefore yeah. I think that fifty five sixty minute mark, that's where I was looking for the changes to be made, and we just hung on and mm-hmm. hung on, and we and you could see that it wasn't working. Yeah. I think if we look at the, the, the impact that Somerville had, and let's be honest, Somerville's been flying recently. Um, I think if you play him and one of either Nonto and Anthony, I think we're in a, a, a completely different position and a completely different scenario. And then if you're bringing Dan James on after 70 minutes for either Anthony or uh, Willie Nonto, I think uh, you know as an impact will be shown that he can get at defenders and he can scare them especially after you know 70 minutes running around after Anthony and Somerville what you do not want to see is Dan James coming up um, absolutely so not. I yeah I I, I, um, I appreciate the impact he can have I was one of those that was saying I'm okay with Bamford coming on at this point because he mm. can affect a game with his movement and his um the way that he um uh, it, it, not bullying, but he occupies both central defenders when Absolutely. he's on Absolutely. It's just his finishing. Um, That's what lets Bamford yeah. down. It's his finishing. Um, you know, neither of us have approached the subject about this uh, the, the <laughs> yet, which we both got a town on a little bit on. But, you know, all round, his all round game is fine. Um, like you say, he pulls players out of positions. He gets in, he gets into good areas of the pitch. He seems to link up well with, with, with Georgie. Um, it's just his confidence in front of goal. I don't know if he's cursed or what. I've, I have no idea. But that guy just cannot finish. He just can't. You can't finish his dinner. And we may as well get onto it because it's it's the it's a red area. I mean, it's the it, that penalty. <laughs> for, 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 I have no idea. I, I messaged you, didn't I? And I says, no way is he taking it. And this is before I'd even seen it on my uh, my video wireless. <laughs> Before I'd even seen who were taking the penalty, I went, Bamford better not take this. And apparently Stroke, uh, Stroke, uh, apparently Villa had already picked up the ball ready to just, you know, just have a crack on it. And he grabbed it off him and said, no, this is mine. The guy had been on the pitch for about seven minutes. He'd not had a touch, I don't think. He'd not had a touch of the ball. 
His record for penalties is absolutely diabolical. He's diabolical in front of goal, full stop. Yet the cheeky bastard, in such an important period of the game, where we, we you know, we were in the ascendancy, and you know, it's an in, an opportunity to go one 0 and potentially bury the game. He fucking spoons it straight over at bloody bar. I just so I, I would just the whole fan base. You could literally hear it was like a, a radiation of above Leeds. Like, what the fucking hell is this guy doing? Why is he taking this penalty? Everyone knew. Everyone knew he was going to miss it. Everyone knew. The one, the one. Oh, what not the first time. In. Not a single fucking person expected him to bury that. And it, I would just, I was in shock already watching him. Do it. I thought he's going to miss this. He's going to miss this. Bang. And it was just like he kind of looked at it and just went. Huh. And cracked on. It's like, what are you fucking doing, man? Why is no one walking up to him, slapping him, say, Patrick, get a fucking grip of yourself. No fucking chance, son. Go get your send parked over there. Somerville, away you go, sunshine. Why that's just poor leadership. And people have people have asked and you know questions about who the next captain or potential next captain is gonna be, whether it be Cooper. Obviously he's <laughs> we won't say anything about Cooper, but if a captain there is strike, then he needs to be accountable. He needs to walk up to him and say, listen, I don't care if I'm fucking younger than you. Get yourself pissed right off because you are not taking that. It's too important for you to fucking spoon a fucking penalty straight off at bar. It would, it would just horrendous. So I'll, I'll, say it, I'll say it again. I'm going to say it one more time because I've said it a few times on the podcast. He shouldn't be here anymore. Bamford. He should have gone with some kind of good grace. He should have been let go in the summer because he's he's no good in this team. He's no good in this team at all. He has his uses, and he's you know there's a bit of nostalgia there because he was part of the squad that went up for the Premier League and he had that nice season and he got an England cap and blah blah blah. blah but he just needs to go. He's just it's, it's times times come for him. I think. But they won't. He won't go. He won't go anywhere. He'll still no. He won't. He won't. Shirt he, on fucking he won't go because where would. Where would you send him? You know, given his injury record, um, we'd, we'd, we'd end up in a Robbie Fowler situation, paying somebody's wages yeah. to go play somewhere else. Um, so um, just to touch on on one of the points there um, and around strike. Of which um, there were many. Is, yeah, is, um, do you think... Well, well, I'll, I'll add, there's a two-part question. Do you think Cooper would have told him not to? And do you think... Well, actually, I, I already know that what you think a captain should do, but do you think a stronger captain does? I'd like to think that Cooper would. I would like to think that Cooper would, knowing how critical it was for us to get a goal at that point in the game and knowing Bamford probably better than anyone else in the team. And as a captain, you'd like to think that he would have the stones to, um, to, to go up to him and say no. A stronger captain definitely would do, um, but I don't believe that we have a strong captain in, in and amongst that squad. They're all young lads, mostly, you know, mid mid twenties. Bamford's a senior player. Again, that that that, that sort of self righteous attitude where no, I'm the striker, I'm number nine, I'm I'm taking this penalty. There's no way he should have taken that fucking penalty. He's got a kind of a um, obnoxious attitude towards a lot of stuff, and I think that's what a lot of um, fans pick up on is the fact that he seems to be have some sort of really high opinion of himself. I could be wrong. It's just my opinion, but I think that's pretty widespread amongst the fan bases. I think he thinks he's yeah. weirdly better than he is. And uh, I, th I think we've seen a lot of that, brilliant. haven't we, over, over the last day or so. Uh, well, yeah, since last night's game. Um, because I think, I think there's a certain level of arrogance that goes along with being a striker anyway. Because... You want to be the main man, and that, and that you, you know if you're not the main man, you're not going to be a striker. Um, and he's you know, nailed I think... this a bit um, in the comments. He's saying him taking that pen was more about him than Leeds side before self. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, so, I, I, so I think there is a, a bit of you know when you're a striker, you need to be greedy, otherwise you don't get into the position of playing professional football as a striker. You need to be uh, a position where you, you want to be that main man. I think that is, where, and I do think you're right. I think that is where Strike needs to stand up and go. Actually, I'm I'm the captain right now. I'm in this situation where I'm saying that's not happening because I'm the leader on this pitch and I'm wearing this armband and I'm telling you you're not saying that. This. What do you think to Scooby's uh, comment? Scooby's saying uh, Pascal, good captain. Captain, don't pick the pen taker. That's no, true. And I think that However, is true. But Piro's the penalty true. taker. Farker's come out and said yeah. my penalty taker is Piro. Now anyone on the pitch. Now, hmm. yeah. So, should Farker be getting involved? Is the other question. But the leader on the pitch is is the leader on the pitch that, is the captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and therefore yeah. you you make them decisions. You're 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 the man on the pitch at that time. Farker's yeah. all the way over there in the dugout. You're the guy right front for, front and foremost. You're the one who makes the decisions. And if Absolutely. you want to be an effective good captain, people respect you. You make those decisions. And it didn't. And it's, and it's the point at which they need making. And and that's you know that's the point of having your captain. Your captain's the person that can speak to the ref. Your, cap, your captain should be the person that's 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 the strong leader on the pitch. I spent. Years and years. I mean, I know it's completely different. It was very amateur football, but I spent um, years as captain. I would have been putting myself in that position, yeah. even if it were our top scorer from last season. If if he's only just come on, I'm giving it somebody else. And and I think that's you know um, I, I like Strike, and I think he does have a future um, in, uh, at our club. And you know he's of an age where he's still got loads of developing that he can still do. Because if you think of a centre back, their peak is like late twenties in uh, up to thirty years old. Is, yeah, yeah. is, yeah. is where wh what their peak period tends to be. So he's got a long way to go to improve. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I I just think that that was an opportunity for him to really show. That, you know, I, I'm in this position and I've I deserve this. And I, it would for me a captain can't afford to be passive and and and, and you know without wanting to labour the point too much. Um, I, I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity for him to really set a marker out and say I'm I'm going I'm in control here because mm. it, it wasn't. I think there is a, a secondary element to say that Farker should be saying right, okay, I've taken my penalty taker off now. I want my team to understand who my next choice is. And I think if I'm if I'm in that position, yeah, I'll, I'll come to you after this one. But if I'm in that position, Somerville's been on fire. That's who I'm giving that ball to. Absolutely, he's brimming with confidence. And you just yeah. know that that's, I mean, confidence is massive. I mean, like I say, we, we've had, you know, brief stints at amateur level. Um, but I was always a, a relatively confident penalty taker. And other lads were. And the difference between the lads um, brimming with confidence and the lads that were shitting themselves and being sick at side of pitch if you were in a cup final or whatever, which I've seen, you know, you, you're going to back the lads who are walking up there, chest puffed out and want to smack it as hard as yeah. they can rather than the guys who are going to probably trip up over over themselves running up to frigging hit the ball, you know it's confidence is massive. It's weird what pressure Bamf does. Bamford it? doesn't have. Oh yeah, but Bamford doesn't have the confidence either. There was pressure and didn't have any confidence in front of goal. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Well, he's not effective in front of goal at this moment in time. Some of all is. Oh, hello, hello. Am I back? Yeah, me. I went off. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I went off <laughs> briefly. Then <laughs> it just shit itself. Um, so yeah, some of us bring me with confidence. You can you can see that he's enjoying his football. He's got a smile on his face. Bamford looks like he's had nightmares for the last fucking twelve months solid. You, you can see it in his face he that have. he's not, and he probably has done. I, I can only imagine the put. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we'll say what we want to say about Bamford, but at the end of the day, he's still a human being. And, he, and I'm sure he's a really, really nice lad. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be nasty about him. But we we judge people on the performances, and I'm sure that poor fucker was up all night last night, tossing and turning. You can absolutely guarantee it. Or yeah. maybe, maybe not. Matters. Maybe, maybe no, no, not no, that I kind of guy. But I'm pretty certain he will be. I think he would have been. I think it, you know it, it matters to him, and I think that's that, that that's that, that's a, a salient point. It is an important point to make. Um, and I think, you know, the hangover that we feel from last season will compare nothing at all to the players that are still there and, and that, that actually care about the club and about uh, doing a good job. I think, you know, uh, I absolutely hammered um, uh, Robin Cock uh, over the course of uh, the, the two last seasons because I didn't feel they were good enough. 
that doesn't mean I hated him as a as a, an individual, mm-hmm. as a person. By all yeah. accounts, he's a, he's a nice guy, um, but you know, it just wasn't good enough. And I think mm-hmm. um, you know, we we speak about uh, Bamford's effectiveness about being able to hold the ball up and whatever else. Well, do you know what? It's after seventy minutes, if you're three 0 up, bring him on then. But yeah, absolutely. If, yeah. if you're chasing a goal, I mean, albeit he won the penalty, um, but um, if you're chasing a goal then having Rutter and Bamford up front, neither of whom can fucking score a goal, <laughs> is not the way to go about scoring a fucking goal. No. <laughs> and we'll, we'll come on to that we'll a bit more in a, in a minute about who you would probably prefer to play in the number 10. This argument's going around again, I've seen on social media, but yeah. Russ, uh, our friend Russ is comments and has said, Fark has said, Bamford won't take penalties again for us. Thoughts on this, Gillian Smarty? Kind of, kind of goes back to what people have been saying in the comments. Yeah, um, I think he's right to make that decision. Um, you don't want that kind of pressure on your striker if he's coming and, and, and making the... You don't want him to make that decision. If you've already made it, if you've already implemented that, then there's no arguments on the pitch. There's no qualms yeah. on the pitch. This is how it's done. Um, it's a shame it's it wasn't done before. Probably a relief. Probably, yeah. Maybe yeah, so. I mean, you don't know what's going through pressure. Bamford's head, do you? Because you, he might be thinking, "Oh, fucking! I don't really want to. I don't really want to take this." But I've got to show face here. I've got to show, try and show a little bit of confidence and think I'm going to do it. But you could just tell, and we, and we can see it a mile away that he's just got no confidence. If you, if like you say, if if Fark makes that decision, just go. You're not taking penalties anymore. He's probably just going to go. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. Because so. he he will have seen that that actually was his job. To step up and take it last night. I, 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 I've, you know, I, I know this side before self and, and the comments that we've had, but he's been put on there to go on and play at nine. So he'll see that it's his job to score goals. And he might not. Um, when you were saying about um, puff your chest out and step up and be a confident penalty taker, there were times. So I never missed a pen. I didn't take that many, but I never missed one. But when I was stepping mm. up, there was there were times that inside I was just in complete turmoil. But you just don't let that show because you let that show no, and keep his do- half, half oh, keep his job yeah. done. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So you don't yeah. let that show. So he might have looked confident stepping up, and I think actually he looked all right stepping up to it. I think we were all going, "Oh fuck, oh fuck, not you! Why, why are you doing that?" But he won. But <laughs> inside, in, inside, I imagine he was in absolute turmoil. Um, but. I, th- I think that what Farker's done there is take pressure off him because he's in mm. that situation where he feels like it has to be him. Um, and, and so I, I, I think I think that's pretty decent management to just come out and make it clear in uncertain terms, right? That's it. And I, I've not seen it. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, yeah, we're, we're relying on Russ. We're, we are relying um, on Russ. But Russ is a reliable individual. I, I, I do is. believe him. And, and he was right in what he uh, said, uh, Beren had quoted as well. But I will be honest, I didn't see Somerville going, no, I want this. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't pick up any of that. So no. it's, 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 but you know, there's a, there's a lot goes on on a pitch and cameras only pick up certain bits of it. So you, you never really know. Um, mm. So I, I, but I think, you know, maybe not positives out of the game, but positives in general is we are in third. And, yes. Um, you know, we're in a position where, it is. It, it, it's. It's not even the end of October yet, and um, as I say, you know, nobody's promoted, nobody's relegated in October. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, it is a long old season, and um, you know, it's 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 another game of this squad. I think um, I can't remember the exact quote, but I think um, Bielsa once spoke about you learn more from a defeat than a win you didn't deserve. Absolutely, I was going to say the same thing. He'll have learned more about his squad last night. Um, than they will have done in the last couple of weeks, hundred um, percent. You know, selection with players, how players react to them sort of situations, and yeah, it it, it will it will tell a lot. And the, the good thing about the the championship is that we can bounce back. You know, that'll have been yesterday's news. Well, it literally is yesterday's news. But they won't have been thinking about that. They won't be dwelling on that too much now. The the next um, as soon as they walk through the door at Thor Patch is right. It's Huddersfield next on Saturday. It's literally the yeah. day after tomorrow. You know, so I don't think they'll have dwelled on it too much. Um, and hopefully not, and hopefully they can turn it around, and, and we can we can make amends on on Saturday against Town. Um, but yeah, th- there's a lot of overreactory people on on Twitter, a lot of very upset people, um, <laughs> and, and understandably, you know, it's it's never nice to, to to take a defeat like that, especially against a team that you would expect to 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 get three points from. 
but I, you know, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. And you know, Twitter can be a, a cesspit at the best of times. But um, you know, I, and I don't want to bang on about him all the time. Although I will always miss him. Um, uh, but I think w- one of the other things that Bielsa said is you never take too much from a um, a win, and and don't take defeats too hard either, because being too far either way just doesn't work. Um, no. uh, so I, I think it is it is that bit of a you know we had a bad day at the office, and we're just in a position where that's going to happen. There's going to be a bit of variability in our output and our product. It, it's just um, you know it, it is good actually. It's a quick turnaround to the next game. I don't think exactly. that's a negative. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, it, in in terms of uh, the the actual lineup and and the team and so on, we, you know, we, we we touched on all of that. I think the the changes were okay. I was um, I was a bit surprised that Gray didn't come off at all. So just the one thing that I want to say there. I mean, um, in terms of the position he's been playing, we saw him play really really well in midfield. And I think yeah. his um, his output while at fullback has been variable at best. It's not his position been limited. Yeah, it has yeah. been limited. Um, and I was surprised to see him stay on through the the entire game. But um, uh, in terms of the changes, you know, we brought Ailing on and left Gray on. You know, know. we we do have a right back there, we, and I know that Gruevert struggled as well. But in terms of the numbers of games that Archie's played, I, I was really worried we were going to burn him out, and then we just carried yeah, yeah. on playing him. He went Let's away and on. played. And he's been quite critical about how much time he's been playing as well. And then for him to kind of hypocritically play him in that right back um, position, it's just like, why not Why not use forget If we're doing squad rotation, then why aren't you putting Shackleton in at right back? Why are you yeah. playing Gray more and more and more? Because you can guarantee he'll start on Saturday. You know, the guy needs a, he's a break. Yeah, he's 17. You know, and we've said, oh, you know, before on, on here, you know, he should be running around like, you know, for, for days being a 17. But that much training, that much game time, you know, it takes a hell of a hit on your body. And, you know, it, like I say, go back to this squad rotation thing, you should be playing Shackleton. You know, change yeah. it around a bit. Because he's, he's good, he's effective. He's effective at right back as Shackleton. He does a good job. Yeah, so, and Farker you know. said that Kamara was um, struggling fitness-wise in terms of being ready for the game. It was just a couple of days too early for him. Well, fine then. Don't play him. Put Gray in the middle if you're going to play Gray and, and play Shackleton instead. And I get, yeah. you know, the, the Gruev piece. I get wanting to give him game time. But you were right early on in the in the pod where, where you were saying we've only seen cameos from him. Is, is that enough for him to be yeah, given yeah. a starting berth? And, and, and I think, to be honest, the answer is no. Um, and a hell of a game to come back into when the whole team isn't performing <laughs> as it should do. You know, the guy's going to get... Multiple he, other changes. Exactly, it looks lost, and and rightly so because a lot of the team did. So yeah, you know, like I say, you can't dwell on it too much, can you? No, that's fair. So I'm just going to spin through some comments, and then we'll do a little bit of looking forward. Um, so skips with as many of the fans have supported Bamford this long, and in the ground last night, many fans have openly said that's it with Bamford. Hope we can get him gone in January. Whole team were lethargic. Three main points there. I think um, yeah. it's right to say that a lot of fans have supported Bamford. I think if Bamford comes on at Elland Road, he'll still get supported. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I just do. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think in terms of getting gone in January, for the reasons we've already mentioned, I can't see it. Uh, I just no one I just will want to buy him, especially uh, when he's putting in there for sale sign up like that. You know, <laughs> oh, buy me. I, I do this a yeah. lot. You know, it's like <laughs> nah. um, no, right, but but you know, we, we'd end up paying his wages for him to be somewhere else, and I, and I would still rather have him as a member of the squad than pay his wages and not have it. Yeah. Um, for those times when we are three nil up and we can make changes and bring him on and and, and occupy defenders rather than chase a goal, uh, and then whole team with lethargic, I think is the main point. Yeah. Was you know we didn't lose last night because of one player. We lost last night because the entire team performed poorly. I tweeted last night that it will be a shame that Bamford will basically bear the brunt of that loss because he will do because of what impact that yeah. penalty miss had on the game. But on a whole, the whole team was shy. You know, and unfairly it will rest on, on Bamford's shoulders. But, you know, shit happens. I'm sure no. he's big enough to take it, isn't he? Well, we've seen that he is. He's had pelters a lot of times. <laughs> so we've seen you that have to ad- You have to admire him to a degree because he just doesn't do? seem to give a fuck. And as much as it winds us up, you know, it's a bit like, oh, fuck you. Fair enough. <laughs> I just hope that what happens is uh, that it doesn't end up going overboard like it did last time around his family yeah, or whatever yeah. else. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that were a bit of pill, uh, yeah. and and that that's not right. So 
I just hope that because it does offend people, it doesn't seem to get wound up by it. it you know, it's water off a duck's back. But any sports psychologist to tell you that's exactly what you should do. Let yeah, that exactly. go. It's gone. You can't change that now. Yeah. Get on with it and, and do what you can. So anyway, I, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, Liam B. It was an average performance last night. I was surprised with the lineup. Hmm. Yeah, can't say any different there. Mr. Dodo's with us. Uh, good evening. Bamford needs to go for everyone's sake. If Elise don't moan every time he laces his boots, then the dickhead fans don't abuse him. Win-win for everyone. Uh, I'm not certain that's a win for Bamford. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 get, so. I get the point. <laughs> yeah. uh, Liam agrees with Smarty. That's always dangerous. Don't change a winning team, though, is, is, is the, the theme. I mean, it's a common saying. A lot of people say it, you know. You just make it those is. implement. You implement changes later on in the game if you think that players are getting a little bit, a little bit leggy, or maybe change one position to change a complete. Well, that that middle section of Nonto, Gruev, and uh, Anthony, a bit of a gamble, really. It but, is. You know, it, it, it is. I, I, I agree with. We, that. We're saying um, we're, we're saying this behind that because if if it had worked, Far could have been a genius. You know. So, <laughs> that's the job, though. Them, exactly. That that's the job he does. So and the job we do. I mean, we don't get paid salaries for doing this, but no. we get paid. We, we 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 don't get paid, but we turn up and talk shit about it. So it is. Uh, do you think Bamford is? So this is skip again. Do you think Bamford's becoming a, a liability with his stubbornness and senior player seniority? Do you want to pick that one? Mm, do you think Bamford is becoming a liability with his stubbornness and senior player seniority? I think we I think we've we've pretty much you know talked about this enough. Where we think you know there's there's multiple options. Whether it's him, whether it's the his his teammates might you know be giving him maybe a, maybe a false sense of um, I don't know I don't know what the right the right terminology to use I don't know I don't is it the team is it is it Bamford is it Farker There's so many things to consider but I would have thought so I think you know to be to be a number nine and you hear about you know when when you when you listen to professional sportsmen regardless of what you know what sport you were playing in athletics anything they'll all say that you have to have a bit of stubbornness you have to have a bit of cocky you've got to think that you're the best at what you do and he probably will take a little bit of that with him you know he's, he's at the end of the day he's played for Leeds in the Premier League for three seasons he's, he's been called up to England you know there's a certain level of pedigree we're not seeing that at the minute but he probably has a right <laughs> maybe not to us but you know on the whole on, on paper he probably has a right to be quite stubborn um but yeah, I think we've covered that enough, to be honest. Yeah, but, you know, something else that we covered was the lack of leadership. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, I think um, if you're in if you're in a different, you know, we, we, we've, I think we both had a, uh, an agreement that we would both have given the ball to Jimmy and said, stick that in back at net. Um, yeah. But if, if you don't have somebody that's playing with um, confidence and the entire team is down, you know, look at, look at how we were playing towards the end with Marsh and you've got a... a aside there, none of whom have performed particularly well recently and so on, you are going to need the senior players to stand up and take responsibility. And Absolutely. actually, that's what we've been lacking. Mm. So the output, I think that's why um, Fark's so keen to keep players like Cooper and, and Aileen around. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and Dallas. Dallas is a massive um, massive figure in the changing room as well, apparently still, which is good. Uh, but Bamford's, you know, Bamford is a senior player and he's in and around it. But... We you do need, need some of that. Else you need it. a mix. You do need it. You, you do need a bit of seniority, of course you do. A bit of experience. Because that's what he's got. He's got plenty of experience. What whatever we think about him and in his performances, he comes with bags of experience, especially at the championship level, does Bamford. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh Scooby uh wanted rotation uh and he would like to see him Perot as a sub con last thirty. So I, I think the mm. rotation piece, I think, is is fair. As I've said three or four times already on just this pod, it's a long old season. Um, I think Perot, for me, is is not somebody I'd like to see as a sub because I think he's not somebody that's going to come on and have that level of impact. Yeah. Um. Uh, and you know, we, I, 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 I'll be honest. I don't want to get into the nine, ten. Who's going to play what? I don't no, want to get no. into it. We've heard Farker's mind. He's already, it, yeah, about to say he's already again. covered it himself on one of the yeah. their, uh, journalists and he has um, conferences so I, yeah, or whatever. So I, I, I don't really want to get into that too much, but um, I think from a, a, a Perot perspective, um, we've seen that he scored goals at this level. I think that he's a little bit um, ineffectual in terms of the overall game. So even if he's scoring goals, he's not. He doesn't seem to affect games that much, and I think that's for me. Mm. That's why 
I would look to start him rather than bringing on as a sub because he he's not somebody that um, he's going to come on and impact a game particularly much. Now, he might score a goal, but actually he's one of those that can score a goal at any time because we've seen him do that. But he's not somebody that's going to come on and change the pattern of a game. Yeah. Um, and, and he needs that creating for him. He doesn't seem to be somebody that creates himself. He's not a or a non-tool no. or something like that. But there's no dynamism in his in his performances. He's just a, a stone wall. Not not a, not a tapping merchant because that's unfair. Because he's 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 good on the ball. He's he's clever. Um, but again, and he does score all just, kinds of goals, doesn't he? No, that's what I'm saying. He, he pings him in. His last goal were pinged in from end at you know edge at box or whatever. So you yeah. know that you do got a kind of a plethora of, of different kinds of goals from him. It's just you know getting him that opportunity and having that much time. And we just I think when we're playing well, Piro plays well, and you see him. When we don't, he goes missing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. I do. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Andy um, asks, do you think Farker's trying things away so that he can pick our best side at home? To a degree. To a degree. I think one. he's still finding, uh, you know, obviously that's that's why you do rotation. You see how, how well your players do with different setups, don't you? You know, we're not we're not managers, but it's, it's plain to see that by him doing the, the rotation and playing, you know, Gruev's, you know, he's never started before, but he did last night. See how he gets on. Um Probably not the best best game for him to start in, like I say, because it just we were oiled, we were ticking, we were we were playing well at all the way. So it's a different one, a difficult one. I suppose you, you get a bit more of an idea how they'll do in the league rather than I suppose starting him in a cup game because there are so many changes implemented in cup games. I don't think you really see how well your team will play with them sort of players playing. Um, but it's 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 a difficult one, isn't it? We can surmise and we can guess and we can talk and, and talk until we're blue in the face. Who knows? You've got to. You've, at the end of the day, it's a long old season. It's cram packed with rigging fixtures, and you've, we've got depth, squad depth, and you need to use that squad depth. And you'll either sink or swim. So yeah. you know you need to be used at some point. Yeah, I, I agreed. Um, but I do think there's more pressure to win at home. Um, oh yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to lose the odd game in the championship, do it away from home. And, and pick up the points at home because that's I think that's where you've seen sides be promoted. I mean, other than us, where we won all over the place uh, and won the league at a canter by 10, 11 points, whatever it was. Uh, but it's not often, actually, you see sides just go on runs um, like Leicester and, and like Ipswich for, from start to finish all season. It's not they're, bound to have a, they're bound to have a yeah. drop in form, though. Of course they, they are. Um, so, so it is home form that's actually critical for us and I think if we're going to drop points anywhere then I'd rather do it away than, than at home um, especially in these periods where the games are regular so that you can you can amend it and you're not carry you, you know yeah. I'd, I'd rather lose now and then win on Saturday uh, and go into the Leicester game with the win behind us or uh, or losing just before the international break and then throughout the international break you, 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 that that's that's the last performance that you had. You're only as good as your last performance. Exactly. Um, so I, I think yeah. I, you know it, there there is a lot to be said for that. Uh, I'm I'm going to take issue with this one. Uh, Georgie was class again last night. He could teach defenders how to tackle. I don't think. Uh, it, it, I think this has just been said to get up my nose uh, because one, um, I don't think he is class, and two, uh, I I I really struggle to believe genuinely anybody thinks that anyone was classed last night. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, that might I be... Just... A, yeah, it might be an over-exaggeration <laughs> saying he was class. He did a lot of good things. I mean, you know, you, you've you've got your opinions on players. Like I've got my opinions on players. Like everyone, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. We've said this many times. And everybody but, else is you know, stinks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, he does he does a lot of quality things, uh, Rutter, and he plays well. I, I love how gangly he looks on the ball, but so assured, so strong. Um, and he implements so many different, like, techniques as well. He's weird. I've never seen a player like him kind of before. Um, but to say with class last night in, in amongst all that, that performance is probably a bit of a far-fetched. But he, he does a lot of good things. But like I've already said, you know, one player seemed to do something good and then he'd be let down by the person who had the ball next. And that might be usually Rutter will, will pass it to someone, Jaden Anthony maybe, and he'll completely spoon it or lose the ball. It'll you know, And it'll, the possession will get turned over. And Yeah, it's, I think he played all right. Probably one of the few players that did half well. Um, um, I, I mean, for me, I don't think anybody was above a five. Um, and I mm. think um, the only one that actually attained a five for me um, was uh, Byron. 
Um, I thought Pascal other, did other, all right. Other actually. than well, I, I no, I, I didn't think that Pascal or Rodon played particularly well. And Melier actually, I thought Melier did get but the, yeah, the whole fragility, the fragility at the back. By your corner again. Yeah, I know, I know. But like <laughs> I say, we seem to be the quality at the back, or they just they, like I say, it was so fragile. Sometimes it's it's quite shocking. Yeah. Whenever whenever the ball's in open play, I, I've, I'm 100 confident that we'll deal with it. That it will break up the play, or it'll, it'll end up in you know to go to nothing. However, from a set piece. It's like someone's flicked a switch and I think, oh, fucking hell, there's a good chance we'll concede here. <laughs> Especially and against I Stoke. I mean, Stoke have no been masters of this for 30 I years. <laughs> I know, I know. He's just mental, isn't it? I just... So, yeah, but, but, I, yeah, but I'm, I'm just going to say, it's not even an opinion. No one was class last night. I'm not having any of that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Skip, uh, we struggle with the basics and Stoke deserve the three points. I'm just going to move on to the next one because that's absolutely right and there's you can't add much to that. Danny, I, I think you know Danny as well, don't you? I grew up with yeah, Danny. Yeah, I know Danny, right. Yeah, yeah, I know Danny. You would have been at school with him, wouldn't you? Um, Danny Long says, uh, pray for me. I'm out for a meal with my dad on Saturday night and he's a town fan. Hopefully it goes our way, MOT. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. Oh, see, I work in I work in Dodge in uh, in, in Brighouse and uh, it's a very, very even split between Uddersfield and, and Leeds over there. And every single town fan I've spoken to expect to get a hiding on Saturday. Oh, no. So, no, I know. And this is why I'm saying it, because you can just guarantee they'll end up fucking turning us over and then we will really implode as a fucking fan base. Jesus Christ. You know, any, any fucking club to lose to, it's not Uddersfield and it's not fucking Sheffield Wednesday at this moment in time. I, I can take a loss to Rotherham because I don't, you know, Rotherham are like, yeah, whatever. But Barnsley, Wednesday, town, Hull City, fucking Bradford. hell. Oh Christ! Yeah, well, we haven't <laughs> played them for a long time, have we? I think we played them in cup about five, six years ago that we lost yeah. to bastard. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a rough, rough, rough Monday. In fact, I might book Monday off. <laughs> it's going to be a rough night for Danny. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, that, I uh, a lot of the football I played, um, we were based out of Murfield, and that were an even split as well. You know, there were a lot of worried dogs yeah. around uh, at times. Um, so, you know, I, I think it, it is one of them where, uh, other than some of the fans that I've known, actually, I don't give a shit about town. I don't give a shit about their club at all. It means nothing to me. It's just the fans, if they get a result against us, will keep chelping for months that's the only bit, really, that gets to me. So, uh, yeah. And just the last comment that we've starred, uh, Russ uh, is with us. Somerville can't play three games in a week due to carrying an injury and Kamara needed a rest according to Farker. Do you know what? A, a manager's got to play the cards he's dealt with at times and if players are unavailable, they're unavailable. Um, so, I mean, th that might be fair enough, but one way to have uh, some consistency, if you look, if, if you have to bring Groev in or, or what have you, um, is you know bring Gray into midfield, and at least you've got two yeah. players in there with him that have have been playing. So I don't know where's and means. Um, so those, yeah, those are the uh, those are the starred comments. Just one other one I wanted to uh, pull out as well um, was um, Al's with us as well. Farkas used the squad last night. Simply didn't work. Either one of James or some of us to start against the better sides. Both will. Um, I think you know. I, we didn't see it last night. I think Anthony's got a lot to offer, and I think he's done yeah, well he does, at this yeah. level with Bournemouth as yeah. well. Um, and obviously, Willie Nonto coming back from from injury. I, I I don't think that Dan James is going to start the big games if ever if all of our wingers are available. I just don't. Mm. Um, but, but how he deals with if he's in a position where he's got um, Piro and Bamford and Rutter and uh, James and. Anthony and Somerville and Nonto, you know, the, the, there's three or four positions and there's seven or eight players that are going for them in terms of the people that you see playing regularly, let alone the fringe players. So it's not an easy one for him to, to balance, but that's why he's on the mega books, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, we've kind of strayed on to um, the dog botherers. So just because we're in a situation oh, where um, this is uh, the last podcast we'll do before that one, and it wasn't really covered on the main podcast, um, I just wanted us to look forward. So anybody, whoever's first in the comments, let's give us a prediction. Um, so question for you first, before we get into that, though, is one, what changes do you expect to see? Hmm. <laughs> Given, am I, am I get, am I, are you listing the questions or do I just go one at a time? <laughs> um, 
Changes I would expect to see uh, a more normal um, starting lineup. I think the only one that I would expect to see perhaps is changing Gray out for uh, maybe Shackleton. Um, I think I think Gray's more than earned a break, but then again, it's Farker. He probably he'll probably say, "Oh, he needs more rest," and then he'll he'll start him anyway. <laughs> um, I think Somerville think, and James. You don't think Aileen will play given his history against them? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably either one, either either one or the other should probably start, but Gray will probably end up starting anyway. So <laughs> that's 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 a that's a tough one. It's a tough one to call as a right back, uh, but I think Somerville and James come back in to start on 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 Saturday. I'd like to see that happen. Um, like I say, Rutter will probably maintain at nine and uh, and Piro at ten, and then I think I don't think it'll be, uh, largely change from there. I think Somerville and, and then James come back into the lineup. With Kamara in the middle yeah. with uh, with Mr. Ampadu. Yeah, and same centre-back, same left-back, same keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think that's exactly what I'm thinking. No, that's... Uh, and and um, uh, to say that, that that's the number of changes we said shouldn't have been made against Stoke that we're making going into the next game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, that's it. you know... That's it. <laughs> Um, okay, so putting you on the pressure, uh, putting putting you know, on the pressure, putting oh, you on you the are. spot, and adding some pressure. Yeah, go on, let's have it. Fuck, fucking hell. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go two nil leads. When with the fans? Oh, the fans gone two nil um, as well. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, Liam B. Um, yeah, so um, I'm um, I'm thinking we score more than that, but I'm thinking we don't. Um, oh, really? Well, a yeah, lot of people I thought we'd beat Stoke for nil. Well, that's true, uh, but I've gone three-one, so same same goal difference. But um, I'm not. I'm just not confident that we'll keep keep the ball out from set pieces. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, cool. So, um, uh, in in a uh, really strange turn of events, actually, it is you and I that are on the next B and C as well. So, of course, unfortunately, for all of the uh, fans, fans, followers. People in the comments, whatever viewers. they are, viewers. But yeah, viewers. The, the people that have joined in, uh, our, our friends, <laughs> our friends, you're gonna have to friends. put up with us again for the next one as well. Yes, I'm you afraid, are. So. yes, unfortunately um, for you guys. I but, just wanted uh, to pull up this uh, comment by Bully. Bully sits behind me, um, only recently, mind, but he sits behind me at Ellen Road and he's a smart, <laughs> he looks a small man on YouTube, but you have to stand on your tiptoes to oversee him in the south stand. It doesn't obviously go into the fact that he's only about five foot himself. Yeah, but you can't have a Swede think... like yours and be, I don't... And be well, short. Well, the thing is, right, everyone takes piss out of my massive loaf, and it is a massive loaf, don't get me wrong, but I'm all in proportion. <laughs> uh, not all. Set me tally, set me tally whacker. that just smells big. <laughs> but <laughs> but we'll, we'll say no more on that subject. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Thanks for that. <laughs> Any, uh, well, no, I do you know what I was going to say? Any final comments, but I think you're done. <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody yeah. for getting involved in the comments uh, as ever. Uh, thanks for all your likes, your follows, your subscribes, all of that stuff. Uh, and we'll see you uh, again at the weekend. Sunday morning. To do all this all over again. Yeah. yeah, it probably will be Sunday morning, won't it? So we'll get into it then. Thanks, Marty, and thanks everybody else. See you soon. Is. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent League United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi & Coke after match podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.